Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We played you, uh, Phil Murphy, what he said at the budget. Then he was on a TV show, and he did more of this taunting, saying people are just hiding behind the whales. The, the guy and his wife, both of them, are insufferable behind beyond belief the first time we had public knowledge of them. But... In New Jersey, large sections of New Jersey, um, we've seen this before. Corzine, Goldman Sachs guy, a lot of money, throws it around, buys his way in, is insufferable beyond belief, becomes governor. Same kind of thing here. And now the wife wants to be senator. But they can't win on this. They're not going to win on this. It's an obvious thing. We've beaten them so far, and we're going to continue to beat them. And the idea that people are just hiding behind whales, this kind of taunting, is unbelievable. These are the very same people that always lecture us about one goody two-shoes uh, left-wing type of proviso telling us to shut up about things. You're being nasty. And this is what they engage in when they can't get every last thing that they want, taunting. Oh, is that bullying, Phil? Is that is that what we want to stop kids from doing in school that you always talk about? Trash talking? People not getting your jokes? We're going to have to get to the bottom of that? My God, they just reek of this. All right, so uh, got a lot of things to catch up with with uh, Jeff Van Drew. That will be uh, coming up uh, momentarily here. AT&T and Verizon Wireless, all that you have to do is push Pound 1210. This is uh, cut eight. Joe Biden yesterday. Well, you know what? I think that's Jeff Andrew. I don't want to keep him waiting. We got a lot of stuff going on. So uh, I'll go to him uh, momentarily here. The side question today, all time movie ending. Uh, That office space was a great call. That's in the running. I put in there the end of Shawshank uh, Redemption, which is. No one even says anything. All right. So um, let's go to um, Gary in Upper Darby on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Gary, welcome in. What's your movie ending? 
Ghost. Yeah, with, tell me uh, about Patrick it. Swayze, yeah. With Patrick Swayze, with Patrick Swayze, he finally sees. Say it one more time. And Roger, he uh, she sees him as a ghost figure at the end, where she hadn't seen him for through the whole movie. At the end, she finally sees yeah. him as a ghost figure, and then he go he goes up to heaven while the tears are running down her face. All right, that's a pretty good ending, without a doubt. Let's go to Congressman Van Drew, who put out quite a statement yesterday. I want to ask him a question about Phil Murphy here. Uh, Congressman, welcome back to the show. Nice work yesterday after that uh, trash talking. Give me an idea. What makes, for our listeners, Governor Phil Murphy tick that uh, just because of one defeat here, he's got to start with the taunting? It's so mean-spirited and just so unproductive and... I'm just angry about it, man. I'm tired of it. I mean, there's a lot of people in New Jersey that are very concerned about these wind turbines. I mean, we've, I, I, you know, I've been around a few years. I've been involved in public policy and government and politics. I've never seen anything quite like it. You know, we were successful in being, being part of the reason that Orsted left our New Jersey shore and, and gave up. Uh, and it was because it was organic. It was because of the people. So Phil Murphy, who has been booed because of what he said about these things, and he's been disliked because he's doing something contrary to what the people want to happen again, uh, was making fun, was jesting about it, and making fun of the people who are anti-wind turbine. They're not only anti-wind turbine because you could see them. So now they want to put them 40 miles out in some of the companies that might come in. And by the way, 40 miles out, you think your utility bills were going to be high before, and they were. You know, these wind turbines, the bottom line, besides all the bad things they do to the whales, environment, national security, fishing, your your utility bills are going to go way up. Besides all that, um, it's going to re- – the, the most important part is how it affects people's pocketbook, and that's what's really disturbing. He doesn't even care about that. So people should be concerned, most especially because they're not giving up. He's teaming up with Joe Biden. They're pushing hard on these things, and they're going to continue to push, and we're going to have to continue to push back. This is a war. We want a major battle, but we will not give up. And you know what? If he wants to make fun of us, uh, I guess we're deplorables for not wanting wind turbines off our coast. We love our beautiful shore, and so do the folks in Pennsylvania and the folks in New York and the folks in Delaware. They all come to the Jersey Shore up and down our coast. It's a spectacular shore. We have clean water, beautiful beaches, a lot of fun. And literally, he doesn't care about it and wants to destroy it. Yeah, so well put. Uh, You and I both know the whales helped people like you who were out there in the vineyards, like John the Baptist, churning away at this. It helped emotionally to get people to pay attention because they're busy because of Bidenomics working two and three jobs, et cetera. Exactly. And once they focused in because of that emotional scene, those great uh, shots of of the destruction that was happening here, and they looked at it, they went, what? You know, this is what's going on. It's a whole variety of reasons that people object. This was just the thing that helped to break through, and he, uh, he resents it. I mean, do you ever have, you're a guy that wants to negotiate when possible, based on principle, give the other side their just due. I don't hear people saying that Van Drew is a bad guy, you can't work with him. 
Have you ever gone back and forth with Murphy, this this attitude? Is it because he's not from Jersey, maybe, and he usually wins because it's a progressive state? It's we always have to win. That's the bottom line of this taunting, Jeff, I think. Well, there's so much here. There are international billionaires around the world that want this to happen. And by the way, many of these companies, most of them are foreign owned. We're going to rely when we have all the energy we need right in this country. We're going to rely on other countries now, foreign countries. I've never seen an administration federally like this as well, who every move they make Essentially, the net result is to weaken America. And you know what? You're right, Dom. You're right on the money. People are busy. They're breaking their back work. And, you know, a lot of my constituents and, and your listeners are people that are working hard at their job. They're working a second job. Sometimes between uh, a husband and wife, they're working four jobs um, just to make ends meet because everything is so damn expensive, like food. They don't have time to keep up with everything, and they would just hope that their elected officials are doing the right thing. Uh, sad to say, they always aren't by any means doing the right thing. There's uh, no give on this. So they want this, and it's for political yeah. reasons, too. Murphy believes that someday he's going to be the president of the United yes. States. So they're trying to out-left-wing each other. So you got, you know, Newsom in California. The weirder it is, the better it is. Uh, I mean, you got candidates out in California running for United States Senate that want a $50 an hour minimum wage. I'm not making it up. Yeah, Barbara Lee. I'm, yep, definitely. Yep. Um, now, the shutdown, um, I think Mike Johnson handled things about as well as you can do. You got a lot of uh, things going on there. What's your view, though, about this other accommodation for a while now? Are you on board with that? Well, what's going to happen next? You mean the continuing resolution yes. just to move along? Yes. Yes. Well, here, here's my thing. I, I, and I do not, absolutely do not want to shut down because that's always bad. It's bad for the country. It's bad for Republicans as well, because we always get blamed, even if it's not our fault. I also agree with you. Mike Johnson is doing the best he can do in an unbelievable, difficult set of circumstances. This is why we really do need a bigger Republican majority so we can get more done. We need the Senate. And we desperately need President Trump in the presidency. And then a lot of really good things would happen. Um, the continuing resolution, I, I haven't supported them by vote, but I don't criticize Johnson. But I haven't supported him because it's just continuing the Pelosi budgets. And even and, and he's in a tough spot. But even the negotiations going on concerning all these individual appropriations bills, and I got to give it to him. He's trying to separate them out into individual bills, but I don't know how good they're going to be. Uh, the Defense Authorization Act, for example, which was supposed to take out, make sure, make it, you know, totally illegal to spend money on drag queen ambassadors. Uh, it was supposed to do a lot of other good things to not pay for gender changes. And here's the deal with that. I don't care what people do in their bedroom. I really don't. Don't make the taxpayers pay for it. Don't make me pay for it. And don't shove it on our kids. Just leave us alone. Well, we're going to be attracting people to the military because gender change surgery is expensive. And now they can go into the military and it's free. Um, I don't like that. So, you know, in that case, I couldn't vote for it. Um, so I'm going to stick to what my principles are. I'm going to do what's right. I'm not out to be divisive, 
but I am out to stand up for something. If you don't stand up for something, you're standing for nothing. You had to, as an insider, but also observing from afar, be happy yesterday, I would think, with the split screen at the border with the president of the United States having to look at note cards to say anything at all. And then Donald Trump in his element uh, around this and people seeing that contrast. I, I loved it. It is what it's all about. I mean, it wasn't done for that purpose, but it was like. Uh, an advertisement it should have been uh, for people to realize the difference between these two individuals. Um, seriously, uh, Joe Biden, he was just doddering around. You know, it's not the age. Everybody keeps saying how old, how old. Donald Trump's moving fast. People are having trouble keeping up with him. He's right against the fence looking at the people that are trying to cross over, mincing no words. Let me tell you, I mean, when he gets in, whether it's the wind turbines, he's going to do everything he can to stop them. Whether it's illegal immigration, he's going to bang out some executive orders and button that you know, border up as quickly as he can. And it will be a matter of months. There will be a market difference what's going on. He'll talk to Mexico. He'll put back the same Mexico policy. Here's the humor, and it's, it's brutal, bitter humor for Americans. Mexico has made it illegal to have a stay in Mexico policy in their country. They're doing everything they can to maintain their borders, and when people get through, they're shoveling them right over to America. They don't want them. You know what? We we can't take them either. And Trump made it clear last time, and we'll make it clear again. If you don't stop this flow from Mexico of people from every corner of the earth coming into our country, uh, you're going to have huge tariffs. You're not going to be able to sell your goods in the United States of America. They will straighten out in a matter of days. Absolutely. And, and have that under control. And he's going to do everything else. There'll be no more catch and release, which is what we have now. They catch them. They let them go. Uh, there's going to be uh, something like Title 42 back in place again where you're going to be able to not to tell people they can't come in because of other reasons, health reasons, et cetera. Um, he's going to put all those pieces back and finish building the wall that, that we had advanced technology to really monitor the wall better. It's, and having these border officials uh, doing their job, doing their job and, and keeping the border intact. No country, Dom, in history ever can prevail with open borders. Absolutely. I just wanted to uh, say to, again, thanks. Well before this got on the radar screens big time, the whale situation, the shore, you were there and it was the, you know, the fine print, not just the emotion. You held that hearing down there in the Wildwood Convention Center. A lot of information there and you unmasked that the feds are basically saying we're going to allow them to commit a lot of collateral damage And maybe we don't fully know the effects, but we think this is the best thing. It's not hiding behind whales. All that was was something that motivated people to volunteer. And you you were part of some of the rallies down there. I'm talking really early on. So this summer is another big battle. And I wanted to thank you for helping us get to this point. Um, I appreciate you. And you're exactly right. I, you know, in all honesty, I was kind of a voice in the wilderness for a while. It's okay. People were too busy to notice in the beginning. And then it was almost biblical. It was almost a biblical sign. When these whales 
washed ashore, one after another, record numbers. People said, my God, what's going on? Everybody loves whales. And then they realized, and then they looked into it and realized what would happen not only to the whales, but to our environment. They realized what would happen as far as um, every other aspect of what's going on in the ocean and the shore. And I appreciate them. We're going to fight this together and do everything we can. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you, Congressman. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye. Congressman Jeff Van Drew here on Talk Radio 1210. And to that point, you know, maybe uh, not often enough do we take a moment to thank people like Cam Robin Schaefer, all those people at the shore. And it was almost biblical. And all the whales and dolphins thing did was put it on our radar screen. And I've almost never seen something as connected as listeners have been with this. And then when you're taunted by this guy, you know, uh, maybe the average person, I, I take things personally on this. I have to admit, it's not just the issue. It's a, it's a fight. It's a war. I, I have to admit, I live for that. Hand-to-hand combat on this stuff? Yeah. Bring it on, you rughead. And uh, that's going to be happening again this summer. There's a joy associated with it, too, with Robin Schaefer and the people involved with that. I went to their banquet. They had me emcee some of it. People are connected on this, and it connects against big government. It connects against the so-called elites, the Murphys, and these others, who usually in New Jersey, you had a choice between the, in this race between the Murphys and Bobby Menendez with gold bars. That tells you what Jersey has become. Why? That's what progressivism, big government, that's what it does. That's who's attracted to it. All right, phone lines are 855-839-1210. Hit us with a film that has a hugely satisfying ending. I see some really good ones uh, coming up. We'll get those uh, as we continue. And a little update. I smell the same kind of thing. Look, I love basketball, pro basketball. I hope Embiid comes back. But I'll give you an update on what's happening with that Sixers arena. I file this, just like, sadly, uh, Bryce Harper, who's backed away, I think, from that extension. There are times in sports, many times, where they know how much we love sports, so they kind of figure they can do anything they want, like the Sixers nine years out wanting to start this arena talk, etc. There's a civic group, Washington West, who is relatively well-heeled, people that live in Center City. I'll tell you what they voted to do. It just broke a little while ago around the Sixers arena, which I think is a boondoggle of boondoggles. I mean, it's it's hard for me to believe. And I don't even live down there. What film is that the uh, end to, Jim? Uh, that is Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, yes, yeah. Well, Johnny Depp was definitely in his element with that. He was tremendous mm-hmm. uh, in that and all the iterations. Maybe not so much as a married man. My God, the two of them <laughs> killing each other. All right, 855-839-1210. That's the side question today. Thanks to uh, Anthony Dorenzo, far flung out there in the field. He just saw this uh, breaking story that Walgreens and CVS, I mean, they have to have 50, 60, 70% of the pharmaceutical market, I would think, are now going to sell the so-called abortion pill within weeks. And one of the places they're rolling it out, and one of the states are rolling this out in in doing that, is Pennsylvania. Now, 
Uh, this is going to be interesting because, you know, I still believe that abortion. Uh, first, an update. Uh, in Alabama, it looks like they're going to have final passage of a bill that will support the in vitro fertilization uh, places and push back on that Supreme Court decision. The Supreme Court decision was because of the current law. And I think it'll pass muster. That should be done in the middle of this coming week. That's a good thing that we're going to get away from that backward thinking there. Uh, almost every rational person supports uh, the, the situation there, and there should have been no kerfuffle around this. But anti abortion uh, groups have said that this abortion pill is dangerous to women and can cause heavy bleeding and pain. They have been fighting, and the Supreme Court is deciding this, and this may come down in June. The shipping of the pills is illegal under an 1873 law. My point is, though, if these are going to be available, now, it maybe doesn't take away the entirety of this. These are going to be available. They'll start in five states, New York, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, California, and Illinois. But eventually, it'll be available in all locations in states where it is allowed. Oh, man, here we go. So this is going to put it even more. I thought this would take to June when the Supreme Court ruled. And then I thought, uh, here we go. Democrats will talk about nothing else, at least up till Labor Day, around that. And uh, you should know that Dan and I are really trying to get Kellyanne Conway on the show um, to talk about how, in the presidential race at least, President Trump and spokespeople should deal with the abortion issue. He was on Hannity last night coming off the border, and when asked about it, uh, he said, and I think this answer is not the A answer, maybe it's a B, He hasn't made his mind up on a national ban. I'm against the national ban. I'm against any talk of the national ban. They hear that, and we're off to the races, and I'm against it philosophically. Roe v. Wade went back to the states. That was the whole idea. That's what we said. Let's be consistent. So I'm not sure when Trump is going to say something more. I hope he does not. Now watch for this abortion pill thing to start to make its way into the news here with this breaking story from the Wall Street Journal with um, CVS and also uh, Walgreens, two of the biggies. They're going to distribute it. Uh, How soon? Let's see. The five states. Within a week, we're going to see this. Now, (laughs) this is an endless battle. I know some of you say, well, why can't the media just talk about something? Well, A, they don't want to. B, there's continuing developments. You know, who thought the IVF thing would uh, pop up now for a few weeks? It's going to keep it in the the news. I depend on uh, Kellyanne for the best advice. She's offered some stuff on how to deal with the abortion issue. But if President Trump goes out there, I'll say it again, and says 16 weeks, four months, exceptions, uh, national ban, though, all they're going to hear and all that we're going to go down because now, Women can go to some states, I'd have to calculate how many, and pretty much get an abortion. 
and there might be one with a few hundred miles of them or less or fewer. But if you have a national ban, then we're saying, is that the sweet spot for Americans? Four months. Can Democrats be portrayed as way outside the margins here by what they want to do? And any number of them want abortion on demand. They don't care when. That Ralph Northam, that former governor of Virginia, talking about we're going to make the baby calm and all. We'll sit down and we'll be talking what we're going to do. What the hell is the sentiment of some on the Democrat side? But Republicans, here comes more incoming. So you have a double whammy. The Supreme Court will be hearing the oral arguments Now, the shipping of this without a doctor around, look, I I think these drugs, like anything, have side effects. Potentially, you could have someone really get endangered. Well, their spin is, well, that's because they're in a red state where they can't go and get an abortion. So you have CVS, Walgreens to sell the abortion pill within weeks or a week here in Pennsylvania. You'll see rollouts. You'll see all kinds of stories on this now. I know it never seems to go away. And uh, Lake and Riley will just be some name out there that only you and I will know. And all these other issues and what's happening to America because we come back to this again and again and again. And it's the type of thing that draws out to the polls voters who may not vote, younger women. We've seen it in the last few cycles. I'm convinced even over in Central Bucks with the school board, a major reason they lost, they were drawing people to the polls that may not have voted in that because of just all this back and forth over abortion, even though it had nothing to do with it. Uh, Trump is handling it, except, you know, let's get away from that national ban. 855-839-1210. You get on board. Thanks to uh, Anthony. We hadn't seen this. And again, in a state with Josh Shapiro, this guy just lives for nothing else. This is this is his um, mantra constantly. All right, they're going to run on this at every level imaginable. What is the response? What is it that pushes back on this, mitigates it, and allows the election to be about things like Joe Biden just stumbling around more than usual yesterday, looking at palm cards just to say hello to people. And the contrast with Trump in his element, talking about these things, interacting with all kinds of people. He was in Brownsville because they don't have a lot of action there. They think they checked the box. I told you a few weeks ago, these advisors that are being told, hey, Put Joe Biden out there in a lot more situations. Let the public actually see this man, and that'll be good for him. Do you see the dilemma? If you watched any of the footage yesterday, you can't let him out there anywhere. I would advise them that they're better off with a basement strategy than not. As bad as that is, as hard as that is with this, this guy can't function in any real way anywhere. I mean, they might be able to prop him up for the State of the Union. That's more staged. It's a different thing. But day to day out there with people, particularly, I don't want to give them any tips, but if I'm coaching them up, you can't have Biden walking. The walking portrays him as enfeebled beyond belief. You just can't project that. Ever notice how many candidates, whether they can do it or not, 
want to project their vigorous and vital by running on to a, uh, a scene or a stage. Seeing him wander around yesterday, his handler's got to go, wow. Well, we can't do that again. All right. Uh, a lot of folks want to get in your movie ending. But before that, you can give me your reaction. Great stuff from Jeff Andrew about what's going to happen next. And uh, again, uh, I trust the talent, the gut instincts. She's proven herself of Kellyanne. And uh, I'm hoping that she has some answers to this about something reasonable that Republicans can say. If she comes on and says, no, Dom, President Trump ought to say, four months, the other side's unreasonable, and go through a litany of what a baby's like at four months and how cruel this is to take that life at that point, and the American people will agree. I think the people that already see this are there. I think doing anything like that, though, is just going to propel these reluctant Democrat voters just to come out and vote on this. But there's no doubt CVS and Walgreens going down this path is a big story right here in Pennsylvania. I don't know by Monday if they'll be doing it, but let's say uh, next week by Thursday, Friday, when we're talking, we'll have all kinds of stories showing you footage of this, et cetera, et cetera. It never ends. The media just can't get enough of it. All right, 855, and the billboards will be out next week. The billboard saying that Trump is anti-in vitro fertilization. I mean, come on, there's no, there's no evidence of that. There are people in the Republican Party, sadly, that are. They're nuts. We have to call them out. We have to distance from... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. From them and stop their nonsense. I mean, it's just that simple. And this Alabama Supreme Court, I don't think now they're going to change the law. And I don't think you're going to see. In fact, um, I'm not sure, but I know that Senator Britt, the female, the new female senator from Alabama, is going to give the rebuttal to the State of the Union. And I think she's put in there to, to rebut this that Republicans are against in veto fertilization. Some of them are, 
I find that to be nuts. There's just no, I mean, it's, it's way, it's out of line. You can make any argument you want. Well, that's their religious belief. Fine. I'm talking about, in the grand scheme of things here, you know where that leads. Dom Giordano Show, 855-839-1210. So uh, it won't be just in late June that I'm waiting. I've told you for this blockbuster around abortion. It's right now, right here in this area. And this gets the churning going on this. They have nothing else. Nothing. We've seen it on the other two big issues, illegal immigration, it has really broken through, and Biden is getting the collar for it, and he knows it. That's why he went to the border to try to check a box. The Bidenomics, the inflation thing, it is not going away. It's baked in, at least until the election and a new president. And I told you about this consumer sentiment thing that's out there. Instead of going up a few points that's measured every month, it went back. Why? Because of fears, again, of inflation and things related to it. That's what people are looking at. And they're thinking, won't this ever end? And they realize it's his plan. But abortion does drive voters. Single issue. Uh, reluctant women voters, say uh, younger women, 18 to 25 or 30. It's driven them out, particularly in 22. It was huge. Remember? Dr. Oz, who was on TV, it seems, for like 30 years, right? He gets into it with Fetterman. The two moderators don't want to beat up on Fetterman. They keep on coming back to Oz three or four times in. He had a choice. I know it would have been hard to say, you got to be kidding me. Ask this guy something. He can't put his sentence again. Oh, my God. Instead, he gives it up. Abortion is between the woman, her doctor, and local political officials. Who comes up with a phrase like that? A skilled TV guy, very skilled. I know Dr. Oz pretty well after that campaign. He's very, you know, very skilled in that. Well, it's the constant pressure of this. This is what the media does. And they are going to pounce on these things. So what's the answer? Well, Trump has gotten away with it so far because he's skilled at deflection around the issues. I just hope he's not drawn into this four-month ban. I got to see a lot. You know, I I just can't picture Kellyanne Conway saying, that's the ticket. Say four months, even number. You got four months. They're radical. You're not. But the phrase national ban is is there with it. We got hooked. We got hit with this the last time. That goofball, Lindsey Graham, out there saying 15-week ban nationally, that's what we need. You know how this ends. Is 16 going to be better than 15? I don't see it, okay? It's got to be a different approach than that. So let's see what she comes up with, but be ready to hear countless stories on this. It just uh, broke a little while ago, but it's, it's in the air, and every other week it'll be another variety of this. Think about it. What would you advise him to do? What do they have run? They have a squad that is just back secretly from Cuba, touting communist, repressive Cuba, touting their way of life. You talk about Potemkin Village. I broadcast from Cuba. Now, I wasn't in Havana, but we saw the um, one side of it. You can go at Gitmo and look into the, the rest of Cuba. 
And it's a minefield. And it had cars that were blown up trying to escape and get there. Jeez. And they had some guy in Spanish and sometime English saying something like, Yankee, come on over to our side. It was hilarious. <laughs> so, you know, it's miserable there. It's almost like East Germany with palm trees. Ilan Omar, Tlaib, Jayapal. I'm not sure about AOC. She may have been in it. And they come back raving about Cuba. So we got all that on our side. This is the issue, though, that becomes a hindrance. All right, let's go to Len in Hamilton. Len's on Talk oh. Radio 1210. Afternoon to you, Len. What do you have? How you doing, Tom? Good. I agree with you 100% on Murphy. Yeah, I mean, trash talking, taunting now. I mean, but, it's, it's amazing. And, and the guy that had him on Channel 12 just sits there and he doesn't go, Governor, you know, that, yeah. seems, that seems like you're trash talking, bullying. You're taunting but, people here. But if he ran tomorrow, he'd win by a landslide. Well, maybe not by a landslide, but you know what? You're right, Lynn. I think he still would win. That's how uh, corrupt New Jersey is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let me give you my movie, uh, Planet of the Apes. Okay, tell me why. Statue of Liberty, that we have voted for. All right, very good. Yeah, Planet of the Eights does have a uh, a good ending. Yeah, that's, uh, that scene's really good. Henry, yeah, have you seen any on Twitter? I don't know, you're probably not looking. Dan usually does it on my Twitter, at Dom Show 1210. If you see any good ones that kind of uh, hit the pot here, let me know. Uh, but as we've been uh, going through this, that is a good one. The, the ending um, is, and it doesn't have to be a lot of dialogue. All right, I don't know about this one. And this is the greatest film in history. I don't know if I could say the ending of this next one, though, is among the greats. Mike in Newtown. Hey, Mike, good afternoon. Tell me about your film. Hey, Dom, how you doing? Good. Good. I think the ending of The Godfather 2 is great. Listen, they're all, the family comes back together. They're sitting around. They're waiting for uh, Vito Carleone. They're going to wish him a surprise, happy birthday. And you got, you know, James Caan back. You got uh, Alfredo's back. And you got even uh, even Telly comes back. And they're all sitting around and they're discussing Mike's future, Michael's future. And he says to uh, Tom Hayden, Tom Hayden says to him, listen, you know, me and your father talked about, you know, your future. And he goes, you talked to my father about my future? Yeah. And then you, have, then you have Sonny saying, you know, calling Michael like he's an idiot for wanting to go to college. And then Fredo reaches over to shake his hand. And you see James Conn reaches over and just slaps it away from him, you know? You just couldn't yeah, make so, that up. Yeah, I was forgetting scene. the flashback part of it. That's what you're getting at versus oh, the very ending. So yeah, the, fla- the flashback is, uh, is a good device. You agree with me, Godfather's? The best film in history? Uh, Godfather yes, 2? Yes, I do. Definitely. Better Absolutely. than Godfather 1. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, think, I, got, I think Godfather 2 is better than Godfather oh, 1. Oh, yes. I do. Without a doubt. We've already yes. settled that. That's a, a, it's like the <laughs> yeah. Ten Commandments. Henry, you differ on that. I do, I do like the first Godfather better. Reason? I, I, I don't know. I just found that one more satisfying, especially the ending of that one. I mean, the door shutting and everything. I mean... Uh, yeah, well, Godfather 1 has the grand sweep of it, the grandeur, the bigness of it. Mm-hmm. But Godfather 2 has the actual roots of the development uh, of the entire thing. Uh, Jim and I kind of agreed, though, the best scene in The Godfather is Michael and uh, Marlon Brando talking about what they want for their family and right. moving forward. The music swells up underneath it. 
Yeah, I get chills thinking of that one. Hey, Fredo! I was with the food around here. Kid comes up to me in a white jacket, got me a Ritz cracker and a chopped liver. He's chopped liver. And I say, what? Can I roll up God? Bring out the peppers and sardines. That's an underrated. Watch for this on the abortion front, though. Uh... It takes up a lot of media. It drowns out. It helps progressives deflect from illegal immigration, inflation, etc. The media loves covering this story. You will see local news all next week as soon as uh, CBS Walgreens putting this out. Dom Giordano show. So uh, yesterday, President Biden, you know, the guy needs constant fodder. He can't get through more than a sentence or two. Pivots to not talking about the border, but here's what he said about climate yesterday at the border. This is cut eight, and he talked about Neanderthal friends who don't get climate change like this brilliant man does. Cut eight. I've flown over a lot of these wildfires since I've been president. As a matter of fact, I've been a helicopter in the west and the southwest and the northwest, flown over more land burned to the ground, all the vegetation gone than this entire state of Maryland in square footage. The idea there's no such thing as climate change. I love that, man. I love some of my Neanderthal friends uh, who still think there's no climate change. Well, my administration is going to keep building on the progress we've made fighting climate crisis, and we're going to keep help folks rebuild themselves in the wake of these disasters. And we... Re- All right, so uh, Biden telling us we're Neanderthals among other things. And what does that have to do with the border? What was the pivot, the connection here? Not very much. He brought on the split screen. He knew Trump was going to the border yesterday, and yet they still sent him. And as I said, look, I know he apparently has arthritis, but um, Dan picked up on this when he was running in 2020. It wasn't just the cognitive stuff. It was the inability, just the feebleness that's involved here. And when you have this guy walking a couple blocks or whatever with other people, it looks like, oh, my God. So why would you do that? All right, what else are you going to do? Are you going to put him in the basement? And people are saying, well, take a look at this, can't handle interviews, etc. You don't put him out there, though, on a split screen with Trump there at the border. Based on what? People are going to see that. Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to send them to Brownsville. Nobody comes through there. There won't be any incident. <sighs> what it must be like to be a handler of any number of political people, you know, to try to keep them out of trouble because they're, they're so abnormal or they're so prone to gaps and just anything can happen. You, you can't anticipate. But why does Biden, what is the cognitive tick? that doesn't allow him either to just stand in the background after he's done talking or get off the stage. They probably have told him, get off the stage either side. It doesn't matter. Just walk off the stage if you want to walk. He probably can't even remember that direction. Just get off the stage. He probably doesn't remember that much. Yeah, and Trump mocked him the other day, Henry, and he did that thing where he goes like this. He goes into this. Like he's waiting for somebody to tell him where to go. And a bunch of people are probably screaming one way or another. And then they're sitting there like this. And I bet 
They have meetings around the clock about how to handle this. And that's how bad he is. That's the best they can come up with, which now, will he seem that bad during the State of the Union? No, as long as the teleprompter doesn't, you know, well, mess up for a little bit. They'll hop him up on something, too. You, you yeah, there, there is probably some, uh, here's a little Adderall is yeah. what I would suspect. There's a five-hour energy for you, they'll, Yeah, they'll, uh, they'll cut it short. It's all scripted. You have the moment, and you have that Democrat just, uh, just yeah. jump up doing that. You have all that put together. You have people, Kamala Harris in the back, standing up and cheering and everything. So you can get through something like that. Uh, it's easier than just being out there on the cuff. And some of the stuff that he has said, even from a teleprompter, is unintelligible. Notice how short it is, too. I don't even know if he actually spoke, other than that clip we played you, more than a minute and a half to two minutes. But here's the Reverend Al Sharpton. This is cut 11. He knows what to do. Blame Trump for the border. And that's why Biden has to deal with it. But as, as we look at that, we must remember, Anand, that we had a record uh, under President Trump of what happened at the border. The uh, crisis at the border started under Trump, which he did not uh resolve in any way. We never saw the wall that he promised that Mexico was going to pay for. Uh, we saw children separated from their parents, uh, put in cages. I remember I went down there. I even did Morning Joe from uh, the border. And the first lady came down, uh, Milano Trump, with this uh, jacket on it. Everybody. How do we forget that there was a border crisis under Trump that Trump did not solve, that Biden inherited, and now he's trying to solve what was not solved by his predecessor? All right. Uh, the answer to that is Trump did solve it. You don't like the solution, though. His solution was you're not getting into the country. You're going to stay in Mexico. They want so-called comprehensive, which means we're going to let people overrun us. That's their solution to it. Who wants that? Not just progressives like uh, Al Sharpton, the Wall Street Journal, the Catholic Church, all those non-government outfits that get billions of dollars to shepherd people around the country. Our enemies want it. Mexico wants it. So, you know, as we head into the weekend, take a moment of pause. And I try to say this often on the whole immigration thing and realize, despite all that, they have wounded us, but they haven't won. And this election is about settling that and stopping that for now so that we've won again. I know that seems like small comfort to some people. Well, what do you mean they're going to do it, try to keep on doing it again? Yes, you've unlocked the secret of this show. Every day that you wake up, enough progressives in this country are going to try to destroy, not liberals, but progressives. They're going to try to destroy traditional America. That's what it's about. And you have a choice. Give in or be energized by the fact that you're part of people that are aware and are fighting back. And when there's a victory, like with the whales, and when you see Phil Murphy have to resort to taunting and lame jokes that nobody gets, then you know you're doing the right thing. All right, Dom's Money Melody uh, coming up. Some great calls uh, lined up. And uh, in addition to that, I want to tell you about Hunter Biden yesterday. What did Hunter Biden say? I looked at the transcript in his testimony. All straight ahead on Talk Radio 1210. 
Dom Giordano, weekdays noon till 3, from Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.